0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is terrible. It is coming to churches. I'm going to start with Vicki Goforth Parnell. During the days of Jeremiah, by the way, it's a brand new, 118.24. During the days of Jeremiah the prophet, sin had risen to a peak. So has it here in your Babylon. With this sin also comes a renewed hatred for my children, Christians. The time of the burning of the houses of God has come. For I know what really goes on inside these houses, professing to belong to me, just like I showed Ezekiel through the hole in the wall. The sins, though secret, I see it all. There is nothing hidden from me. Church houses, I declare, will be burned to the ground as hatred for those who are mine. Who will not bend and compromise, my word soon become hunted down and martyred. Gather amongst those you trust in secret meetings to ensure the gospel is being preached across your world and nation, as Antichrist in secret at first, unleashes his scouts and AI-empowered programs to gather every name of every church, every member in the world. Little daughter, my children mostly are not prepared when they should be. Yeah, well, la da I'm so surprised. Have not I written in my holy word these things would occur... See the signs I have given you? I do this out of love, out of mercy for you. It's out of my great compassion for you, my children, that I have written these scriptures and given you word through my children further still. Look for those buildings which bear my name or my sons, who will not conform and modernize their way of thinking and worshiping, to that of the world's, to be burnt quickly to the ground in the coming days with their pastors being beaten, arrested, murdered, and the members seem to follow. Okay, uh, I, it's not the only one. I, I've got three or four I can be able to show you. I think I can get to them today. And with this shall be a famine of hearing my pure word in its unadulterated form. You will soon find you can no longer obtain a written copy of my holy word. A famine has come, a spiritual famine of hearing my word. Burn the churches down, I say. Okay, this is God saying he's going to burn them down. Burn the churches down, I say. For let them burn to the ground, for most are doing abominable works inside their doors. It is on the just and the unjust I give this command. Okay, so what he's saying is not just the bad churches, not just the good churches, but both bad and good churches are about to burn. My people do not need a fancy house to gather in those hearts whose hearts are seeking after me, for they can find me anywhere. I shall no longer allow my name or my son's name to hang over a church door that is serving false gods or of self and worshiping angels that fell. Churches shall burn. Sheep shall scatter. Shepherds shall be apprehended and some murdered. Are you prepared to pay the cost? My people are loving me and professing my son Jesus Christ as your Lord. This is the time that has come. Weep and wail, little children. Weep and wail, for soon salvation's door shall be shut to the proud and the stiff necked people of your world. Nuh-uh. uh God is never going to allow his gospel to be not preached around the world. Well, wait a minute. What does it say? To those that are proud and stiff-necked, in other words, there is a time when a person's heart becomes so turned that they it turned over to a reprobate mind. In other words, God basically just says he quits knocking on their door. Okay, reach all, reach all, reach all you can now while there's still a little moment left of time to do so. In case you think this is not accurate, here it is: Revelation two ten. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. Why? That you may be tried. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to be tried. I'm going to go on a preach rapture. Well, that's not what the Bible says. And you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give thee a crown of life. There's not a place in there where Jesus guarantees his people are not going to be tested. To the contrary, most of the scriptures say he is going to test them. On to the next one. Leslie told me that we need to carry a license. Let me tell you what happened. And I tried to look it up, couldn't find the date. But anyway, it was like, eh, I don't know, four, five, six years ago. So Leslie woke up and she says, the Lord spoke to me last night, told me that we are to get our license to carry. Huh. Huh. Okay, well, I forgot. About 30 days later, she wakes up again. She says, uh, the Lord spoke to me again last night. Yeah, what did he say? He told us again, we need to get a license to carry. <clears throat> You're right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll get on it. Well, <laughs> I forgot again. About 30 days later, she wakes up and she says, the Lord spoke to me last night. And I said, yeah, yeah, what was it? She says, like I said, we are to get our license to carry. So we actually went down and got our license to carry. Now, let me make this clear. I do not want to hurt anybody. I don't think you want to hurt anybody. We are soul winners. Our desire is to see everyone go to heaven, into eternity, get into the kingdom of Jesus, not be hurt. That's our desire. But at the same time, if he is telling me and Leslie, not once, not twice, but three times to get her license to carry, catch that? So let me encourage you, if you have not already subscribed, please do so. We're also asking people to join the Prophecy Club so that during the time of trouble, which apparently is real close. Prophecy Club is still going to be able to continue. Nine ninety a month or more on automatic payment. Click that little bar cute code down in the corner and it'll take you over to do so. Okay, on to the next one. Now once you to look at the date here in the very center, November the fifth of twenty seventeen. Twenty six people were killed in a church attack in Texas. It was the deadliest mass shooting in Texas history. A man dressed in black tactical-style gear and armed with an assault rifle opened fire inside a church in a small Texas community on Sunday, killing 26 people, wounding about 20 what the governor called the deadliest mass shooting in the Texas history. The dead ranged from age 5 to 72 years old. Too bad one of them didn't have a pistola to level the playing field. There's more. As you recall... This is, the look at the date, okay, February 12th, 2024, okay, just a few days ago. A, and by the way, the news is probably not giving you all of it. This article I like, it gives you all of it. A transgender Muslim immigrant with free Palestine written on his rifle opens fire in a church. It goes on to give the name here, transgender man, pretending to be a woman, uses a rifle with the words free Palestine written on his rifle. And it says, what do a, trans, what do a transgender man and free Palestine have in common? Which political orientation could that be? Well, perhaps the same one that is of the media. And the media is also describing him as a woman. An alleged photo and video of him appears to show him in a hijab, suggesting a possible link to you-know-who. Let's go on. Now let's jump to 2020. Dana Coverstone, good friend of mine. In this dream, I was standing over a field, looking down on the valley, where thousands of dark gray menacing wolves were all sleeping. Okay, this represents evil people in our America that in 2020 were asleep. But I believe they were woken up in 2021 and 2 and 3. Let's go on. They were nuzzling each other together, just laying around with no movement at all. Suddenly, a very dark figure beginning running into the middle of the wolves, whipping the wolves. The wolves begin to wake up. They were shrieking and making horrible noises. They were being broken up due to being hurt. The person kept whipping them and stirring them up into a frenzy. He was not just beating them. He was instilling fear. Every single wolf had been hit by the man. They showed fear and respect to him, and he was like their master, and he kept whipping the wolves. The wolves finally cowed down. He stopped and pointed his finger in a circle and said, Go to the cities. I think that that was the burning during COVID. Those wolves took off in every direction, howling, howling, and howling at the top of their lungs. The dark figure was sending the wolves to the cities after being whipped and beaten. Then the scene changed. I was standing in front of hundreds of TV sets or computer screens. I saw men and women of God who were pastors to blacks, whites, Asians, Indians all around the world, not just America. I saw myself, and we were all preaching the gospel, sweating with fervency, and impact our preaching. We were teaching biblical principles and dealing with major issues in the culture. We were calling people to righteousness, holiness, and to give up ungodly things that were part of their lives. I saw people in chairs in the back of the church, looking at their watches and yawning. Some had their heads on the back of their chairs and pews asleep, others simply uncomfortable. They didn't want to be there. Some people were walking out. I saw a handful, a core of the group of people at the front of the church emphatically listening to the sermon, supporting their pastor, supporting the doctrine, and teaching ideas that were coming from these men and women of God. The people at the front were kneeling in prayer. They knew some people were not paying attention and were praying for those in the chairs behind them. There was a gap between those really listening and paying attention and those that were not. Suddenly, the howling of the wolves was heard outside. I think that's what's going on right now. You heard scratching at the door as they were trying to get in. Now, uh, let me encourage you to join either Fast Track or Fast Gap. If you want to be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem, if you want to pray for Prophecy Club, you join Fast Track. If you want to pray for our nation, you join Fast Gap. Here's what we do. Each Tuesday evening, I send you an email directly from me to you with all of the typo, mistakes, everything. I don't change it. No, no one filters anything. It comes from me to you. And I'm saying, okay, Fast Track is praying for the Johnson family and for Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church. Fast Gap is praying for America. Maybe you should join up both of them. Anyway, you go to prophecyclub.com, slide to the bottom, and click On either one of them, here's what we do. I send you an email each Tuesday evening. Quit anytime you want. And my promise is I never ask for donations. I never send product offers. This is only, only for people that want to fast and pray. And we would love to have you join. Fast Track, I think, has about 1,500 people. Fast Gap is a little under 900 people. We fast each evening from Tuesday midnight until Wednesday afternoon. Still take your meds. Don't hurt yourself. We just ask you to avoid solid food. You can have juices and stuff like that. All right, let's go on. So the people up front began to pray against the enemy intensively and aggressively against the spirit that was at the door. Suddenly, the wolves begin to come in, begin to walk around and sniff the people in the back who are not listening. So who is it? The bad guys are coming after the tares. They do not even realize the wolves were there. As the wolves began to sit in the pews beside the sleepy people not listening, even by those who did not really understand, there was no fear, no worry, no concern. In other words, they didn't understand that evil was among them. Why? Because they're evil themselves. Sin cannot be part of their lives. The louder, more intensely I preached and dealt with issues of sin, the more the wolves sent into into our church and began to stir The people who were not listening began saying, Oh, shut up. Stop saying that. I don't want to hear that anymore. They were aggressively saying, Stop saying those things. I kept preaching and preaching. The wolves were wrestling and nudging the people and getting them worked up. They stirred up the people and the wolves started coming after me. On the screens, I saw wolves coming up near other pastors and preachers and other men and women of God who were trying to say, Do not do this. Stop doing this and that. That is the way you know Jesus said to go. The way is narrow and the gate is very small to get in. We were preaching that kind of message. As we were preaching, those wolves started nipping at my leg and bit others. I saw on the screen they started growling and getting in our face. They kept biting and biting. They kept, you know what? It's, it's a metaphor for saying what's really about to happen in our nation. They kept biting and biting. They kept attacking us. The louder we got, the louder the wolves got. The people at the altar were praying for safety and protection. The wolves were stirring up the people who were not listening and getting them to attack the preachers that were trying to preach the message that God gave. The intensity of the moment was profound. I was preaching and trying to kick off a wolf here and there. People were getting up, leaving us, slamming the doors, making big scenes, saying, We're not coming back. We won't shut up. So we're done hearing this sort of stuff. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And they left, slamming the door behind them. Suddenly, the scene changed. I saw courtrooms and judges with gavels. Look, you think what's happened to Trump's going to stop? No, it's coming into the church. Judges with the gavels pounding the bench. I saw pastors in chains. Did you hear that? Pastors in chains. I was shackling myself. I saw people in jury seats and witnesses stand. They were crying, and the judges were saying, you can no longer preach this message. You can no longer declare this type of lifestyle as a sin. You cannot say that anything bad of this kind of lifestyle, and you cannot say anything bad about this situation. You cannot address these things from the pulpit ever again. You cannot say this. You cannot say that. You cannot say Jesus is the only way. You cannot say abortion is a sin. You cannot deal with alternative lifestyles. You call them awful terrible things. You cannot say these things violate scripture. You can no longer preach from scripture. Are you listening? Most of us pastors were saying, we cannot do that. We cannot stop preaching this way. The gavel came down in anger. The judges were mad. I saw churches surrounded by mobs of people yelling, shut it down, burn it down. I saw people so hateful towards the church. I saw people harassing believers who were going into church services. I saw people with hateful attitudes waiting outside of the churches to harass people coming out and going from church. Now, you think building a church is tough now. You wait a little, But the thing that stood out the most, okay, who's the real problem? The tares, the people that sit among the Christians that are not really Christians. But the thing that stood out the most were people who had been sitting in the church pews, asleep or not listening, became the biggest persecutors of the church. The biggest persecution will come from the tares who sat in our church's pews but never really accepted the Word of God as the Word of God. They were raised in church all their lives and simply walk away because they do not like the preaching of the true Word of God. The preaching which says that this is sin. Sin is wrong. You cannot walk in this and still be a believer. It was the sins and the daughters and the grandchildren of Christians. They had been raised in church all of their lives, but became persecutors, saying, We've had it. There's nothing in this verse. This gospel has no power. It has no authority. It says, I cannot do this, I cannot do that, I can't have this, I can't do that. Okay, it limits me. I don't like being limited. I want to do what I want to do. Those were the people who are screaming and throwing rocks. They had baseball bats and guns in their hands. They were throwing threats at those of us who were coming out of the church. The anger was led once again by those who had fallen away. The terrors. Friends that hugged you, told you they loved you, sat in church, went to dinner with you, but were really never in love with Jesus. Those were the people who were pushing back against everything that we had been taught. Those had gone away to college and become very liberal. All they think and all they do is the same. Those who have given in to some of the ideas of the protest movements that we see today, the ideologies that say that one race is better than others. The pastors who were preaching were of every race and color. I saw black, white, Native American, Indian, African, Russian, and Chinese. I saw people who were preaching the gospel. The biggest persecution came from those who'd walked away from the church. I saw pulpits chopped, chopped up with axes. I saw big, old, wooden pulpits chopped to pieces, plexiglass pulpits hammered and chopped to pieces, Christians in chains. I saw them being publicly ridiculed and publicly assaulted because their ideas were old-fashioned and needed to go. Just like right now, they're ignoring the Constitution. Well, trust me, they're about to ignore the Bible, too. Then I heard the cry, I've heard for six months, but there was something added to it. I heard, brace yourself and endure to the end. Just like that, I woke up. I woke up with my heart racing, and there's more. Now, here's an overview uh, that, that I got. Okay, so May 27, 2016, in my prayer closet, I asked the Lord, thank you so much for giving us prophecies about the future, but I need an overview because a lot of the things that you're telling us are like bug's eye view. I need an overview, a bird's eye view of what is coming. Sure enough, the next morning, Pastor Massey called. I had a dream. I don't understand it. Tell me the dream. He started telling me the dream. I knew exactly what it was. Here's the dream. Now, first, let me tell you who Pastor Massey is, in case you think, huh, who's this Pastor Massey? I don't know who he is. I don't know if I want to believe him. Okay, ask yourself, have you done this? So Jesus came to Pastor Messiah in 1989. He was living in Pakistan, okay? He was saved in 93. He endured numerous persecutions and attempts from Muslims trying to kill him in Pakistan. But he baptized 25,000 people in Pakistan, started 300 churches in Pakistan. And as we speak, Leslie is there with him in Malaysia and also Singapore, ministering and speaking in churches he started back in the 90s. And, by the way, they love her. (laughs) I stayed home to talk to you. Okay, anyway. He's made three DVDs with us on eight dreams and visions for America. He studied Islam for 14 years. In 89, God began to speak to him audibly. He's ministered, ministered in 20 countries for now probably 30 years. His ministry is primarily a miracles ministry. Okay, who is he? So Saturday, May 28, 2016, he says, in this dream, we were plowing. Very good things were happening. Very good things like seven years of plenty. Okay, we saw that, I'm going to say, from starting about 2016. Next thing is we came home and someone dropped off two children at my house. One girl thought that we were the best people to take care of these people because they were scared. They were scared that they wouldn't have any food and there was no food where they were living. Are you catching this? We've talked about running out of food, food shortages. Then the scene changed again. I was sitting there and someone came to my home to hurt these children. And they said, let me talk to you. And I said, well, before you talk to me, let me get my gun because I don't want to talk to you without my gun. So I got my gun, loaded it with three cartridges and talked with them. Meaning there's a time coming if you want to be safe. You can't count on nine one one. Can't count on the military or the police, or the guy down the street. You're gonna have to count on yourself. Yes, we start with prayer, but we don't end with prayer. Okay. Scene changed. There was a main road in front of my house. I saw a herd of people walking down the road. Many people, like a herd of cows or sheep, in the road, packed like sardines. Scene changed again. Then I saw that they began to get chopped up, chopped up. Only a few of them, like only one out of two out of a thousand were spared. I saw some kind of a, like a chopping machine, chopping them in half, chopping off their heads, and I thought, whoa, this must be the end time. Only a few were spared, and we went into hiding. Now, I'd recommend you go to prophecyclub.com. Excuse me, prophecyclub.com is good too, but prophecyclubgold.com. Or call 800-200-GOLD, 800-200-GOLD, and what these they can help you get all kinds of metals, gold, silver, whatever, but they specialize in helping you get your IRAs or 401ks out of paper that can be lost, wherever it is, out of paper, into actual precious metals that can be stored near where you live. On to the next thing. We also recommend you call empshield.com if you use the promo code prophecy. It helps your prophecy club and it gets you a get $50 discount. This device, I have one of my cars, one of my house. You put this up there. Pretty simple. They have a video show you how to do it. It takes about 10 minutes. Then, when the suitcase snooks go off, everybody else's car doesn't start because all the computer chips are fried. Yours starts right up. Okay, let's go on. Four things I recommend you prepare for. Not all, but at least four. Accept Jesus as a sacrifice for your sins, have at least a year's worth of food, gold and silver, and protection from Israel, or from evil, protection from evil. So there I'll send you to josephkitchen.com. No, we're not done. I've still got more to bring to you, okay? Step one, gets the machine package, and then get you some supplies. They have videos up there to show you everything you need to do. Okay, let's keep going. Another coverstone dream. 2022, called The Rockwell Dream. I dreamed about standing in a small rural foyer in the area before you walk into a church sanctuary. I was drawn to a normal Rockwell painting on the wall. It was the Thanksgiving freedom from want print. It framed in a painted gold surrounded by artificial green ivy. This is what he's talking about. I became part of the scene. I was sitting at a table at the grandmother brought in the turkey. The grandfather was looking out the window behind him and suddenly this is what we're talking about, suddenly shut the blinds and gave his wife a strange look. At that, it sounded like gunfire and explosions outside the window. Maybe Civil War, maybe the Russians attacking, maybe suitcase nukes, maybe a big New Madrid earthquake fault, I don't know. Several of the kids started to jump onto the table to look outside, but the grandmother screamed, ''Sit down, there's nothing going on outside.'' She withdrew herself back to being peaceful. Those at the table knew something was wrong and started to pull up on the news and their cell phones. The grandfather yelled, put your cell phones away and stay focused on the family gathering. He kept looking back at the window when there was significant noise. The grandmother was just smiling, ignoring the noise outside and kept carving the turkey. The grandmother filled the plates of 10 to 12 people sitting at the table. The grandfather said, hold hands and pray. Now, what's this saying? It's saying this is what people are doing in America right now. They're ignoring the trouble, ignoring the signs, and they force themselves to go on with life as it used to be. Three people at the table kept sneaking looks out the window with a concern. The grandfather said, Focus and ignore outside. Nothing is happening outside. He began to pray. His lips were moving, but (laughs) there was no sound. When the house would shake, he would sneak a peek outside, but kept his eyes shut. The grandmother kept telling the three who were concerned, keep your eyes shut and be quiet. I think this is what's going on in the churches. Pastors, no, 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 there's nothing happened. Don't worry about all that, okay? They're actually telling the people that. The noise outside got closer, and the house shook a few more times. Each time, the grandfather would flinch, saying, "Amen," very loudly and smile. He said, let's eat and pretend it's all good. Churches, American churches right now, People began eating, and after a few bites, their faces twisted, saying the food was not good at all. The grandfather said loudly and exaggeratedly, This food is so good. The three people who had expressed concern earlier looked at each other in disgust, and one spoke up and said, nah, No, this is really bad food. The grandmother stood saying, Don't talk to your pastor that way. Okay, So it's a picture of people that will not receive the truth when the pastor does preach it. They threw their napkin on the table, grabbed the gravy and covered all three plates in gravy, saying, now, that will make it easier to get it down. Now stop complaining. The others choose their food, but it obviously did not taste good. These people are all pale and weak and malnourished. People in the churches, they aren't swallowing truth even when they get it. Most times they don't get it. And (laughs) they just won't hear I heard the whistling of a falling bomb overhead. Three people concerned, people, three concerned people yelled, Everybody get down now! The grandfather covered his face down on the table with his hands. The bomb hit. The house exploded into fire, smoke, and destruction. As it cleared the table, the table was still there. The, but the people were all dead and dismembered. The plates of food still sat on the table. The three concerned people crawled out from under the table and sat down. Then the man said, then a man I see in my dreams appeared at the opposite end of the table and pointed at the three people and said, you are wise to listen to the word. That is what is spared. That is what has spared you from the destruction. Warn the church to listen and inspect every bite of their food. Now, that means you need to listen, but you need to make certain that what you're hearing is accurate. Let me just warn you. There's a lot of garbage out on the Internet. I cannot tell you how many times I get somebody emailing me, oh, this brother or this sister, man, they're really hearing from God. And I click over there, and I cannot move my mouse fast enough to click delete because they've sent me some kind of garbage from people that are absolutely not listening. Now, I do thank you for sending me stuff. I want you to send me stuff. And I'd like to be able to say, okay, here's a list of people I don't approve of. Leslie would like to say that, but that's not our call. I mean, Leslie will do that, but not me. Anyway, let's go on. Warn the church to listen and inspect every bite of their food. And warn those in the pulpit to stop feeding people their lies. I'm watching and will destroy the poisoned well. And I will remove my light from their pulpit and the life from their eyes. Go and find fresh water and truth that will feed your souls. The three got up and wiped the debris from themselves, thanked him for sparing them. He simply said, You saved yourself by recognizing the truth was not being spoken. So let me say if you're in a church and it's not truth being spoken, do I have to say it? You saved yourself by recognizing the truth was not being spoken. He then looked at me and said, warn the church and keep warning the church to seek the truth until I come. So what's the whole point? I think that we are looking at some really, really hard days. And I'm afraid to say they're not over the horizon. They're not at the end of the the driveway anymore. They are at the front door. They are knocking hard on our front door. They are about to arrive. Ask Jesus to forgive your sins. Ask Jesus to show you what you need to do to be prepared. Only He knows. Introducing the Watch Prophecy Club app, now available for your Android and iOS devices. Watch Prophecy Club is your exclusive home for the last 30-plus years of the best in Bible prophecy and end times information from the Prophecy Club. This app features over 100 speakers and 23 categories of prophecy club titles since the beginning. We are also excited to announce an integrated community feature where you can interact with other believers and Bible prophecy students. Choose either a monthly or annual subscription with a 3-day free trial. Cancel anytime.